Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Larry Blake. Hey mate. Hey bud. How's it going? Good mate, how are you? Very well, thank you. Good, Very well. Good week. Uh, it's been fun so far, yeah. Yeah? Been nice. keeping yourself busy? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've basically done nothing beyond <laughs> play D&D this week, so that was uh, it's been very chill. Well, that's because you and I had a very busy weekend. Yes, we did indeed. Going to WrestleGate Pro up in Nottingham mm-hmm. on the Saturday, which was a very, very fun show. That was show. a lot of fun. Um, and talking with Hangman Page afterwards. Mm-hmm. And we then went, uh, we did Money in the Bank on Sunday. Yeah, that was... <sighs> Fun. Yeah, it was a Monday was a total write-off for me. How was your uh, your couple of days off? Uh, th- they were very quiet, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mostly because I kept shushing people. Um, but then, yeah, we played D and D, and that was about it. So. Yeah, mostly recovery. Uh, I think emotional recovery more than physical recovery from the letdown that was Money in the Bank, yeah. where everything was good on paper but terrible in practice, terrible in execution. Really weird that I was just watching it, just going, I just can't believe. Like, I love all these ideas. Yeah, but they're just badly done. These are just not very. And good. then, yeah. and then Brock, obviously, and then I was like, okay, well, I've lost it now. I yeah. can't. It was a bit of a I, fever dream. Def- this is indefensible. Yeah, it was a bit fever dream at at, at times uh, for mm. that show. Um, but yeah, it was um, but a bit of fun weekend at the very least. Yes, it was and we've a lot got of fun. another fun weekend coming up because we're going to be uh, live streaming Double or Nothing. Uh, the predictions for that will be released tomorrow mm-hmm. in the podcast feed, along with interviews with some of the stars of All Elite Wrestling, which will also be going up tomorrow in the podcast feed. Ooh. Might go up on Saturday, because I don't think we're doing a magazine show this week. I don't think so, anyway. I need to check with Ollie. I'll do the magazine show. Sorry? I'll do the magazine show. Well, I mean, I might end I mean, up... I'm in tomorrow. So. Yeah, I mean, I might come in tomorrow, in all fairness. I'm not meant to be, but mm. I might come in tomorrow just to do a couple of things. So there, there might be a magazine maybe, show. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do one, but we don't know. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we're going to crack into the show now because we are short on time because we were just recording those AEW predictions. Uh, we're going to be talking about NXT and the return of Prince Pretty to the black and yellow brand. Here's the show. Kicking things off today, talking about the Tyler Breeze return to NXT. Uh, so this had actually been, you know, it leaked a while ago mm-hmm. because, spoilers, you know, TV tapings happen and oh, yeah. people tend to find out. So we knew more or less through the job that we do that this was going to be the North American Championship match at NXT TakeOver 25. But it was an amazing reaction from yeah. the NXT audience who didn't know Well, yes, it was because coming. I guess because the uh, Dijakovic 
injury probably hadn't been Dijakovic. Dijakovic. I can't remember how to say it. <laughs> it's difficult to remember to say it sometimes. Like Dijakovic, in- Dominic's injury <laughs> yeah. hadn't been like public knowledge by mm. the point the tapings were done. So it kind of like this would have been fairly shocking I imagine absolutely so, yeah. yeah and this isn't the first time we've seen him like, no was it this year when yeah, so he we popped back ricochet. to face ricochet for the North American Championship in an open challenge but yeah. that was just like a, a tease really wasn't it that was did he, did he have this gear at that time was that this one or was it I can't remember he was in full Prince Pretty mode or whether he yeah. I, I seem I to recall he, I seem was. to recall he was in yeah. Prince Pretty mode he wasn't in Breezango mode because mm. I, I think I remember writing at the time he's in full Prince Pretty mode but yeah, I could yeah. be very much wrong on that I might be misremembering it but this is now as far as we know an official demotion some might yeah. call it uh, from Raw to NXT and he's just going to be in NXT now for the time being do you, do you think for the t- do you think this isn't just a stopgap? I, while... I thought this was part of the superstar shakeup. Is that he's gone back because apparently Killian Dane's also gone back as well. Is it not just that there's a dearth of people now in NXT and they were like, well, we need new guys on Raw and SmackDown mm. because clearly these other guys that we've not done anything with are these aren't working. Uh, <laughs> this heavy machinery is broken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Send it back to the shop. Um, but yeah, like they need people to fill those gaps. So it's good to have a safe pair of hands that you can kind of throw in there. Yeah. And obviously with injuries and all that kind of stuff, plans fell through that seemed to have been being put in place. What better way to just, you can just kickstart a two week feud yeah. here just by going, it's this guy, of course he's going to get a shot. Poor old Dijakovic as yeah. well. Like That's twice that's happened to him now. He was meant to have a big match with Keith Lee mm-hmm. at uh, the previous takeover, yep. but Keith Lee got injured. Then he was meant to set for having his match against uh, Dream for the North American Championship at TakeOver 25, and now he's bloody injured. Yeah, yeah. Poor old lads. Um, but yeah, Prince Pretty came out, and this was a really nice segment, because Velveteen Dream came out first and said that people don't want to just feel the dream. No. They want to experience the dream. Want to hold, want the, to dream. hold the dream. Well, the uh, dream's too big to hold. Yeah, he is. It's he's true. talking about his penis. He's the champion, so you can't. You just feel the dream. He's too big to hold, and all the, he's interrupted by Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. The commentary freaks out. Crowd explodes. Welcome home. Full on Prince Pretty entrance. He's got the so selfie good. mode on and everything. Loved all this. And I did think when these two stood next to each other in the ring, I was like. This is somewhat of a dream match, really. Because it makes they, perfect sense. Right, it makes yeah. absolutely perfect sense. The characters are so similar, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what like drove this whole I segment. I absolutely love this segment. Yeah. I, I stopped multiple times just to say out loud to the office while watching it. <laughs> I was just like, I love this! <laughs> no so, one knew what so I was doing. Yeah. I love all of this. <laughs> so good. Yeah, happened over and over again. But I just thought it was they played off each other so well, and the like the the put downs and the, the it was a real ego battle here. Like of you know, uh, dream saying that like oh when you sat in the canteen on Monday and Tuesday nights oh. you can't just decide to come back here. Yeah, like and demand the spotlight. Yeah. Oh, so, so great. Good. It was basically you couldn't cut it on Monday and Tuesday nights. And you can't cut it here on NXT anymore. Yeah. Like, then, it, was, it was so good because poor old Tyler Breeze's story. And that's why I really, really appreciate mm. about this. And I think they're tying into a lot of sort of like real life things here with the character. He is a main roster failure. Yeah. He is someone that went up to the main roster. They clearly had something in mind for him because he went straight into a feud with Dolph Ziggler. And they paired him up with Summer Ray as Summer Breeze. And they were going to be this sort of like heel double act. Yeah. And then, um, perhaps this, this might come as a bit of a shock to both of you now. <laughs> no. WWE got bored and gave up on him. They and fumbled it. <laughs> fumbled it. And they gave up and he just instantly became a jobber. And then they would put him with 
um, Breezango, mm-hmm. put him with Fandango rather. To make Breezango. To make Breezango. And they did the Fashion Police. And they liked that for a bit, but then got bored of it. Yeah. And they had one, they had a big match with um, the Usos, Backlash 2017. Yeah. And then that was more or less about it. And then poor old Breezango, I did it again, Fandango got injured mm-hmm. and sort of. Tyler's been floundering. Well, a lot of their problem, yeah, I think a lot of their problem with stuff is that they do just pick up ideas and drop it. And then ideas that are working on SmackDown get taken to Raw. (laughs) And then when they don't pop the Raw ratings, because nothing will pop the Raw ratings. Apart from Brock Lesnar. Apart from Brock Lesnar. But like, generally speaking, everything they try on Raw and they go, oh, that didn't pop the ratings. Kill it. Yeah, not doing that anymore. Yeah, it's so dumb. It's it's not like you don't have three hours to fill. Someone tweeted me today saying, like, do you think they've given up on uh, Firefly Funhouse because there wasn't a segment on it this week? And I was like, no, no, he'll just debut in five weeks' time. There won't be any more segments. It'll be like Mojo all over again. They'll forget about it now. We'll just debut in five weeks' time and pretend that that's always been the I think realistically what they do is, like, for segments, they give you a day. They go, like, here's a day. Go and film five segments. So as many segments as you can film in a day <laughs> yeah. that's how long your run start yeah. is for a character and then they're like mm, yeah. sorry we can't afford any more days of you filming something but they tapped into this stuff with tyler breeze here at least uh velveteen dream was dream was essentially playing this role of, and it's very difficult to work out who's baby face and who's heel here mm. and i don't think either of them are it very much is a case of you're either a fan of the dream or you're a fan of breeze yes or in some cases you might be a fan of both but it's very much a case of, are you on the camp of this new crop of NXT guys is better? And this is the best we've ever had it. Or are you one of those nostalgic fans that's like, I miss the old days of well, NXT? Because he said in the promos, was like, I'm an OG NXT guy. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, you know, I'm the original breed of NXT. He was part of that first like inaugural class. That, yeah. you know, like The first uh, TakeOver events, I think he was part of the main event. There was that Fatal 4-Way. It was mm. so, shortly close. Oh, no, I think the fatal, that was Fatal 4-Way came a couple of months took later. Took on Jushin Thunder Liger at one TakeOver. He did, yeah. The first did, Brooklyn yeah. show, he was took on Jushin Thunder Liger. So he really is, as he says, an NXT OG. And so as... You know, fans like us who were watching NXT back then, this is a wonderful moment anyway to see yeah. Tyler Breeze back in NXT. But then to see him face someone who was kind of like the future of NXT in a certain way, yeah. Velveteen Dream, is such an interesting prospect. But he's also that character. He's also almost the Tyler Breeze character taken to a like taken to a conclusion where like Tyler Breeze was a cartoon character when he like he's a very good he's like he's an amazing talent, but his whole shtick was very like whimsical and cartoony mm-hmm. dream is like the christopher nolan version of that character it's like yeah. the gritty like he's not gritty he's silly no, but he know, is yeah. like the realistic that's what you're saying yeah egomaniac character yeah comparative he's and, a fashion but he, model but he de- yeah but like dream debuted with the like i'm a tyler breeze-esque thing yeah. with, the, with the being the musician type vibe yeah. and he's turned it into Christopher Nolan's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so you have these sort of like back and forth, these sort of jives back and forth. And then eventually Dream is going to go out of the ring. He says, you know, I'm, if you're tired of sitting and catering, you should get to the back of the line with everyone else. That's where but it starts. I don't want to leave on bad terms. So why don't you have I a... I don't want to leave a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. He's talking about his penis. Uh, would you like to have a selfie with the champ? This isn't going to happen very often. Mm-hmm. In fact, it may never happen again. Take a selfie with the champ. And Breeze, should I do this? Should I have a, uh, you know, should I have a selfie with the champ? I'll show you how it's done. Got one last piece of advice. When you put your number on your chunks and no one calls you up, it's because no one's interested. <sighs> Oh, and the crowd knew exactly what he was dialing into, all of his call-me-up Vince stuff mm-hmm. that he's been doing, and he still hasn't been called up. It's a real nice bit of realism there of a wrestler saying, like, mate, no one's interested in you mm-hmm. on the main roster. And I should know, 
because I'm on the main roster. Yeah. <laughs> and then he turns around and decks him. And he clocks him and lays him out. I thought this was a wonderful segment. I, I loved, loved it. this. The only thing I was doing, like, in that last bit, I was like, selfie, shot, beauty shot. And yeah, I was, in my head, I was like, he's going to say something about a shot and then give him the beauty shot. And I was like, it didn't happen. I was like, yeah. actually, it was better. Yeah. That put down was so perfectly judged. Exactly. And he, uh, Kathy Kelly interviews Tyler Breeze outside and they announced later in the show that it is going to be Tyler Breeze versus the Velveteen Dream for the NXT North American Championship at TakeOver 25. A show that, when during this uh, episode, because you were watching this in the office, mm-hmm. you just your head, took your headphones off and turned to me and said, like, I'm actually annoyed we're away this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really annoyed. Yeah, because we're in Birmingham this weekend. I'll probably, well, I'll just bring my laptop and we'll launch up the network and Absolutely. just hope that the Travel Lodge Wi-Fi is good enough yeah. for us to be able to watch the show. <laughs> Which, you know, Skype me. I'll just put it on the... Well, just, so yeah. what, Skype you and we'll just watch the feed yeah. via my laptop as yeah. it's pointed to... I mean, it could work. It could, yeah, very much could. It could work. Uh, but I thought it was a great segment, and I'm so looking forward to that match. And I really As a replacement hope, match, yeah. it really, really works. Like, yeah. yeah. And I really do hope that we are going to get Tyler Breeze staying in NXT. Mm. Because we've talked about this on the show before. We've talked about this on the magazine show as well. Is that I don't think there's a problem, apart from the pay structure problem, of sending guys that you're not using on Raw and SmackDown to just go for a TV taping cycle down in NXT. Yeah. You're only losing them for a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there's no, I th- there's absolutely no harm in that. If they were going to sit backstage anyway and just do the house show circuit, send them for a day. They can do five weeks of actual TV stuff yeah. down there and still just do the house house show circuit when they come back. It exactly. makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. But especially when you're like, you know, and the, it should be that case of this revolving door, like we've said before, between especially between NXT, NXT UK, and 205, they should definitely be sharing talent. Like, And when NXT Germany starts and all these other places, they're mm-hmm. going to actually you know, get that going properly. But with Raw and SmackDown as well, I am shocked that guys can't just go up for a bit and come back down. Yeah. It just seems so dumb when you've got, like, you're clearly in need of, they're, they're desperate for any kind of excitement to the point where they're like, here's a belt, here's a rule, here's a thing. Like, they're just every week picking something up and going, this? No? We, t- we okay. turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah. keep, keep watching the third hour. Yeah, it, it's just, this would be the easiest way to do it because you will get, if you said Pete Dunne's going to be here next week, people from the UK would probably be like, I have to watch Raw. Going to watch it next week, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm I'm hoping that we get Tyler Breeze staying in NXT for a little while. Because as you say, he's not doing anything on the main mm-hmm. roster. At least here. And you start running through the names. Breeze versus Cole. Breeze versus Matt Riddle. Breeze versus Kushida. Breeze versus Gargano. You start running through all these guys. Keith, Keith Lee. Mm. Dominic Dijakovic when he's back. And you're like, I want to see all of these matches. Because I think a lot of people do forget how good Tyler Breeze is. Oh yeah, Tyler Breeze isn't awesome awesome wrestler is it because he dressed like a granny for half the matches <laughs> in Breezango well that's it yeah it could very well be but that's the silly thing those were great I love that that feud that they had with the Usos where they were like they kept doing the yeah. master of disguise thing I love that gimmick it had one of my favourite spots I don't know if this was the backlash match or whether it was on a Smackdown but there was a spot when the Usos went up to do a splash and it was either Breeze or Fandango <laughs> just, rolling, just away. rolling away to <laughs> that the was, other that corner was, that was Breeze it was it Breeze and yeah, so the Usos yeah. got off went to the other corner to do the splash and Breeze just rolled, rolled back really to slow. the other but corner but that was also that was also the one way because he was dressed as the old lady cleaner yeah no he was dressed as the janitor and as then the he janitor, switched yeah. to be the old lady after that and then they run up to do a super kick and he just went, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> 
It's, that was really fun. Breeze is not only gorgeous, he's great. He's really good. I'm, yeah, so I'm hoping we'll get Xavier more. Xavier Woods, sad to see him go. Well, yeah, quite. He definitely wanted to do him on SmackDown so they could just do more up, up, down, down and play D&D together. Yeah. Nerds. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Which actually brings us to our $25 shares, which we've got to do very quickly because my laptop is going to run out of battery oh, no. and I'm not plugged it in. So if you can see, I've had to darken the screen down before it runs out. Yes. If you want to become one of our $25 and above pledge hammers, head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and get into that $25 and above tier and you get your name shouted out in the Wrestle Ramble like this guy, Randy Dadson's former number one fan, Tomo. What? Yes. I'm not clapping that. <laughs> the monster among Patreons, Brian Strong. Oh, yes, good man. Jonathan, Bah-bah. king of the ring. Yeah, Jonathan Ring, nice. Bad connection, Thomas Lagden. Ah. Lagden. Gary Berger and Fries. Oh, ah. nice. You son of a bitch, Dylan Tyrell Reed. Nice, good impersonation as well. Josh Fenwick, chapter two. Ah. <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah. Shimmy Gangot, Zachary Robert Crowley Barros. Oh, good read. Oh, good read. Uh, where has she gone? Martin. Uh, Martin Santoyo, talking to me. Yo, talking to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we go for. Let's have a drink. Christopher Travis Merriman. Yay. Yay. Tantalizing Travis Manktalo. Oh, yeah, nice good read. stuff. Good Ooh, read. Stream Slayer. <laughs> Stream Slayer. Larry, say it and so, oh, oh, spee. Yes. <laughs> Master of the Mayor Lock, 
Joe Mayer. That is it. Is that all of them? No, there's one more. There's one more. And he can he can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. <laughs> yes, he sure that can. That was awful. That, that sure was can. really overworked. Tenuous is what I do yeah. best. To the super chats, Randall yes, Betson. We will start not with a super chat, but with a normal chat from someone called Michael Williams, who says, "Hi, my name is Michael. I'm 11 years old, and I really like Luke Owen. Can you please tell him that I like him so much? He's my favourite person ever. I want to know now if he likes me too. I Thank do you. like you. Absolutely, I do. That's really nice. I know. That's I... really, really sweet. What about me? Oh, he added, uh, L fake a bit of a knob. Uh, <laughs> Randy, write in the comments yeah. again. <laughs> so, thank, thank you th- so, so much for that. Yeah. That's really made my day. It um, really has. But we start on the Super Chats with Dave H, who says, Hi, I'm Michael. No, he doesn't say that. He says, Hello to my favourite f- wrestling news channel and the SWAF Nation from Patreon Dave the Aussie Experience. I had to stay up, but I've got work at 5am. Oh, So that's, for him, that's in about... Four hours. Four hours. I think yeah. the Australians truly are our most hardcore fans. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, they like feel like we have a really strong Aussie contingent. Yeah, they're doing the, the what we streams. do for pay per views, but for us. <laughs> um, and I would say it's probably just as good as Money in the Bank. Yeah, <laughs> really. Hey, good. Brock Lesnar isn't going to turn up at the end, so you know, good ideas on paper, terrible in execution. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Jobber JJ saying NXT isn't a demotion, <coughs> it's home. And also shout out my name. That's Jobber JJ. Yes, well, as I said, it's a demotion of sorts because you're going from the main roster to NXT. But, you know, it's, it's called in, du- in WWE's exactly. like, in the, yeah, parlance, In the, in the eyes of Pritchard it is, but yeah. to me it's not, if anything, it's an upgrade. Yeah. You get on TV. You get to, do, you get to be on TV, have good storyline. You get to do that segment. You get to immediately go into a title match. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you would go back. You've got to shout out his name as well, Jobber JJ. Jobber JJ. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for all of your suggestions mm, as well when we do uh, 2K19 over on Screenstalker. Mm. We very much appreciate all one the loyal... jobber matches that you make us do. Sorry we did one, I think it was before Money in the Bank, where we just forgot that the ref was counting and just got counted out. <laughs> <laughs> that happens so often. <laughs> uh, Laura Lowell says, Luke apologising is so sweet. He's now my favourite. His an undisclosed amount of money. Also, just started the stream from the beginning. Hello from the past. Uh, hello I'm... to you from the past. Thank you very, very much. It's uh, really, I, I should have apologised. <laughs> well, I was very unprofessional. <laughs> way out of line. I was way out of line. Uh, Laura, are you going to apologise for? What am I going to apologise for? What just your general behaviour. <laughs> no. Okay, uh, Luke Witt says, will more people come back even with the large pay cut? Um... I think there might be a bit of a shift in this. I think we might see more people go back. I yeah. don't know which... I'm not going to speculate names or anything like that, but I could see them, you know, on a TV... Because the, the roaster... The roaster. It is a roaster. The roster is so <laughs> bloated right now mm-hmm. on both shows that there are just people who aren't even used on house shows. Yeah. So you may as well send them there yeah. and just say it's a developmental thing. We're just keeping them there so keep off the ring well, it depends. But it, like yeah, but it depends if it's like... It's actually a like you know it depends if one Tyler Breeze is staying, or and two if it's just like you just go back for a couple of TV tapings. Is it actually like a step down? Is there a new contract, or are you just getting paid? Because the, currently they're paying him not to do anything anyway. Like he's on exactly. money to not do anything, so he might as well do something. Yeah, and they probably just if they're happy to pay him to not to be on Raw, 
or SmackDown yeah. or whichever. I can't even. I don't even know which one he's on. Raw. One of them. I think it's Raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're, they're paying him to not be on something. So like, just send him there and pay him the same. You clearly don't care what the pay is. Like, do you want to hear my prediction? They just don't want him to be at AEW. Is what here, they want. Here is my prediction. On that note, my new bold, uh, bold prediction. The revival are going to go back to NXT for a spell, oh, I hope so. and that will be their make do. If they want them to like re-sign, it's just like we'll send you back to NXT, make for, you champs again. Make, well, make you champs again. You can go down there and have a run down in NXT because when you know we don't really want you on the main roster as it is, mm. um, and like because they gave them the belts as a way to be like, look, things will get better. So part of that, things will get better, which is apparently what they told Sasha Banks and all the other people that requested their release send them back to NXT for a bit. That's the, it will get better. That's, yeah, that's not a very good promise. <laughs> well, no, it's not a great promise, but yeah. I could see I could see the revival taking up go an back, offer. But go back there for a bit, and then when you come back here, we'll do the same again. But you can imagine the revival... Until the point where you have to go back and get... I, you it's imagine... like you have to return to your like home planet to get your mana back, <laughs> because you've I have spent, to go now, my yeah, I've, spent, me. I've spent all of my... <laughs> Life force at Raw. I could see Undisputed Era winning at TakeOver 25 and they come out saying we've beaten all the NXT tag teams. Who's going to be our first contenders? Say yeah. Exactly. Say yeah. And out come the revival and we have a revival Undisputed (sighs) Era feud in NXT. But the thing is I think that anyone, even jobbers on the main roster can just go down and feel instantly special in NXT. Oh, like, yeah. Like Tyler Breeze or like, I don't know, who else is... Drew Gulak when he turned. Yeah. Jinder Mahal. Anyone. Yeah. Well, maybe not. <laughs> not Jindy. Yeah, I mean they have. I think they have to be at least come through the indies in a, in like a quite strong way. To hey, Jinder Mahal was in like that tournament to crown the first NXT champion. He was in the final. He He's in the, the final. Seth that's right. Sorry. But... <laughs> <laughs> He's an NXT OG. Yeah, he is. People forget yeah. that. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I think you've got to have sort of like name recognition within NXT. So like if a Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn yeah. went back, that would be like mega star. But also if you were just, if you were like a, just a ring of honor guy who hadn't gone through NXT and you were in WWE, mm. that, that sort of thing too. I think there, there is just a degree to which if you are an old school NXT guy, you're going to get a big pop. If you were an indie ring of honor, not really an indie, but like if you were that sort of, an indie cali- darling, yeah. if you were an indie darling, you're going to get a big pop there too, yeah. just because it's that exact crowd. Yeah. Do you know who I would love to see on a TV taping uh, cycle for a bit? Mm. Baron Corbin. Oh. He's can an NXT OG. Exactly. Not OG, but he's an NXT guy. Can you imagine the heat Corbin will but get going Ollie back to NXT? Ollie wouldn't watch NXT after that. <laughs> he doesn't watch I it anyway. Would, I would like that. I, think I be, like Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's he's just he's overused. He's overused. He's overpushed. But going back to NXT and being like, I am Raw's Baron Corbin. Yeah. And doing his whole, like, I'm much better than you shtick. Now that he's been on the main roster and been in the main events of pay-per-views and been against the likes of Roman Reigns and all these big names, using that as his character development down in NXT would make for fantastic television. Mm. The heel heat he would get would be incredible. Josh Lynett says, there's a lot of fans of you today, Luke. Uh, Luke, can I get a happy birthday, George Eaglestone, in the style of best in the world? (laughs) Shane McMahon, please, for my friend's birthday. So Uh, it's George Eaglestone. George, let me write that down. George Eaglestone. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's happy birthday, best in the world, George Eaglestone. Yeah. So happy birthday to the best in the world. George Eagleston. Yes, well done. Sweating now. <laughs> um, Mig- how Greg does it. 
Miguel Ortiz does not ask you to do anything. In fact, he hasn't sent a message at all. But thank you very much, Miguel, thank for you very your much. donation. Uh, Justin Pylon Pilon says, I never liked Breeze's character, but his promo slash ring skills and seeing his real personality on Up, Up, Down, Down won me over completely. Yeah, apparently he's really good on Up, Up, Down, Down. Mm. I should watch that he show was the, more Yeah, often. he was some kind of champion on there. Yeah. Um, I felt more prestigious than 24-7. Yeah. Uh, Tomo. Tomo. Tomo asked Tomo. me what he should super chat. And I said, why don't you ask a question for once instead of trying to get yourself over? <laughs> and he said, did you know that you guys are simply just simply amazing? Average compared to me, of course, I am over. No, we're, we're, we're not amazing, though. Why we don't you apologize to Tomo, Andy? <laughs> Give him, give him a virtual give, give shake him a hands. virtual handshake. Uh, shake hands. <laughs> yeah, you know, virtual shake hands. <laughs> like at least. Um, <laughs> people watching won't get, but yeah. Um, Austin Tussie says, have you seen Truth's video on Instagram of him hiding in places with the belt? There was one of him hiding in the woods. Gives me hope on the belt. Uh, I, I always thought this would be the oh. case with the belt, right? Like, I, yeah. I thought it would be entirely for popping... The, the YouTube and Twitter. The and YouTube, I say it like an old. The YouTube, the YouTube and the peoples. Twitters and the Instagrams and yeah. what's that other one? On the what's Facebook. A, what's a Snapchat? Uh, <laughs> Is that, that the one with the ghost? Yeah, I think specifically it was kind of designed for people to have fun with on social media. And I think as long as they keep it fun and funny and like, say, like when Joey Ryan was defending the DDT Pro title that was, you know, anyone could win anytime, 24 yeah. 7 rule. And it was. Won by Vince McMahon's uh, star, yeah, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and like it was won by the crowd at one point. As long as it's like that, it could be really fun. Yeah, because at the moment, it is just a jobbers title. Oh yeah, I, I, when I watched, it's good, the clip, jo- it's good to have something for jobbers to yeah. do. When I watched the clip on Raw and I saw the people going for it, a, I felt very <laughs> sad for Bobbert Roode. For Bobbert Roode. Bobbert Roode. <laughs> felt yeah. very sad for Bobbert Roode. Uh, I felt really sad for him actually. I was like, mate, you could have been someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Recently, we've been watching, contender, we're watching NXT Takeover Chicago, one for the Patreon podcast as well, when he's NXT champion. I'm like, God damn, you were good. Mm. Um, but I sort of felt sad for the people. And I was like, I mean, this is just a job about who cares. And it was only until after that when Drake Maverick was posting on Twitter his wanted posters for yeah, yeah, Truth. Yeah. And I was like, okay, right. If we can go down this route, if we can get people who are genuinely funny to do funny stuff on social yeah. media, then this is all worthwhile. I think as long as you have as long as you have smart ideas about what you're going to do, like and how and like what, clever, inventive ways that the title can change hands as well, like mm. you know, play with the rules of it and really make it funny. It could be really good. Yeah, it looks awful, <laughs> but it, it the the concept of it could be amazing. Let's not forget EC3 is someone who we, we should be a, a dark horse within this as well of being someone who could be like one of the most like the standouts like, of the 24 yeah. division because like. When when uh, Matt Hardy did his first Woken video, and it was the mm. one that everyone made fun of because it was... No one knew what to make of it because it was like, well, it's the room, but for professional wrestling. Mm. He and... I think it was he and Drake Maverick when he was Spud did a parody, like a shot-for-shot parody in a hotel room. And it's hilarious. Mm. It's so good. So I think EC3 could be someone who would really make this title something. Yeah, they've got, a, they've got a lot of like genuinely really funny people on the yeah. roster. Like, just let them have a laugh with it. Have someone win it on Up, Up, Down, Down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you go to WrestleTalk.com, I have ranked the top three 24-7 <laughs> champions of all time. Uh, it was very hard to do, but I I, I whittled it down. So um, go it, to WrestleTalk.com. It's, it uh, really is you and Cultaholic of the rankings. of yeah. just like the people, the best at ranking things. 
Yeah, I'm. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Uh, Tom Havill says, "Thanks for the great content, boys." Thank you Thank very you. much. Uh, Jobber JJ, in response to earlier, says, "You are welcome for all the suggestions. You guys give me the confidence to chat." Oh, mate! Thank you very, very much. You've always got the confidence to chat with us. Um, We're harmless. Danny yeah. Devito. Sp- speaking of harmless, Danny Devito says, "I don't watch NXT, but I do watch y'all. So here's my dollar." Oh, mate! Oh, you watch NXT you. though. It's good. It's good luck. It's only an hour. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, if they don't like sometimes. Raw, you'll love NXT. And I'll be honest, this was a great show. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. the exception good. of uh, Randy Gonzalez, this was a great show. Well, we'll get you on just to don't that. like her trousers. <laughs> um, not, they, yeah, they don't know what they are. <laughs> ML Dempsey 25 says, Our truth to EW confirmed. But seriously, what if he takes the 24-7 belt over as good faith? He's just he's he's got gold dust there. I was gonna say, I if I'm truth, I would be going to Vegas and just walking around Starcast. Because the social, I mean, Grant, you don't want to put too much on AEW. But yeah. As soon as he sees a wrestling, he goes, Ugh. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot of comedy value in there. Mm. But yeah, maybe you don't want to highlight Starcast too much because WWE think it is an AEW event when it's not. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, Justin Edelheit says Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze in a pose off. Ooh, yeah. Well, I like it, yeah. There's going to be a walk off. <laughs> it's a walk off. <laughs> it's a walk off. <laughs> David uh, Bowie appears from the grave. <laughs> oh, poor old David Aww. Bowie. That was Perhaps I set. could be of service. <laughs> Let's dance. Uh, I shouldn't have said that you were over today, Luke, because someone said, yep, Luke Owen is bloody awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, That's Ed. Mate. Oh, thank you very much, Ed. I'm um, not, Evie Duran says, uh, I don't actually know what she's talking about, but might be one of you two do. Uh, day one of six of celebration for WrestleTalk. Laurie Blake is amazing. Thank you for all the laughs. In your face, in your face. Hashtag G1 Supercard. Oh, I think it was. I was just shouting in your face at the G on the G Supercard <laughs> thing. Was that when was we were like, doing the two K live stream? And I was sh- yes, oh, I was when you screaming and yeah. when you when you beat Ollie. Yeah, <laughs> good times. Good times. That was Evie Duran. She's Not your she's, him she's your fan, Laurie. Well, we're very we like having you Thank around. You. Thank you. And uh, the final one this for this one is Ant Wilson says, "Do you think John Moxley will face Hangman Page at Double or Nothing now that Pack?" match has been cancelled well we were talking about this in the prediction shows we're not going to give anything away for our predictions but our bonus question is do we think that John Moxley is going to show up mm-hmm. in any capacity uh, whether that be a video package whether that be because he is filming a movie at the moment as well so yeah th- I mean like, he could always take a day off but he is currently on a film set I think chances are probably not I think their I think their long-term plan is probably pack at some point with hangman page but obviously there are reasons why they've decided not to. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think you would just shotgun Moxley into that seat because if they got if they're getting Moxley, they've got plans for him anyway. Probably Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. You would hope it's Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you want to go, yeah, we also do hardcore wrestling. Yeah. Here, this is it. Here it is. If you want staples and blood? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> So yeah, yeah I, I think that Moxley, we might get like a video package from. I think that we will see the AEW debut of Moxley. But in answer of, could he be the one who faces Hangman Page? I wonder if they're going to work that into the Casino Battle Royale of being like, not only do you become the number one contender or one half of the number one contendership match, one half of the title match, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you also get to face Hangman on the pay-per-view. Oh, maybe. So yeah, that, that, like, that can make So it's always an incentive. It's like you're on the uh, the buy-in show at the moment. but if You, you win, get to go in the main get, pay-per-view and then... The yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Yes, yeah, so there could always be that as but well. Then, or there's Darby Allen. Darby Allen hasn't got a match. I feel that kind of makes... Yeah, that kind of makes Hangman 
feel like a shoe in to lose that match as the yeah. number one contender. Unless you were then going to go, like, he's then going to use that as a claim to be in a triple threat match for yeah. the title. But I mean, the thing is, you've got Dean Ambrose. Cause I think it was a bit convoluted then, I think. <laughs> the Casino Battle Royale is free. So if you put Dean Ambrose on that, that'll, make everyone, that'll make everyone go. It's John Moxley. Sorry. Yeah. Well, his name is really Jonathan Good, if you really want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, put, you're right. put him on that, and then we're like, whoa, okay. Exactly. Yeah, you want to try and get like some big mainstream names. Like, that's why people think if it's going to be CM Punk. Big Show. Like, C- well, Big Show, obviously. <laughs> CM Punk is going to be in that yes, Casino no. Battle Royale um, but Punk's got that MMA gimmick he's doing commentary on that evening as well CM stands for Casino Match as well Phone <laughs> it in Yeah uh, So we've got a recap at the start of the show of War Raiders killing everyone last weekend mm-hmm. relinquishing the NXT tag titles and then we cut backstage to William Regal he says we don't have any champions now oh blooming heck blooming heck we don't have any champions Street Profits someone's come in and nabbed our champions Street Profits did pin the War Raiders last week but it wasn't a proper pin it wasn't a real one it wasn't a legit pin no one was looking it wasn't by a, a sanctioned referee so instead we're going to have a match between the Street Profits Forgotten Sons Only Lorcan and Danny Burch and Red Dragon in a ladder match for the NXT Tag Team titles at NXT TakeOver 25. Awesome. We are getting a a four-way ladder match at TakeOver 25 between Street Profits, Forgotten Sons, Burch and Lorcan and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobbitt Fish. Mm. Holy (sighs) heckins, that match sounds awesome. Monte- Montez Ford's going to go through the roof. He is. He's when he go jumps to, off the top of a ladder. He's going to get to the. He's going to find the tallest ladder he can. He's going to be up there with Sting <laughs> and Bailey <laughs> and, ba- and Sting Bailey. <laughs> he is going to jump off the biggest ladder he possibly mm-hmm. can. This is going to be a barnstorming match. Yeah. If this, like, I could see, the, and I'm trying not to overhype this in my own mind because that's the that's your one way ticket to disappointment. So I'm also trying not to do that for double or nothing. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm, I think this could be one of those this will be one of those matches that come the end of the year we'll be like God, remember that match at TakeOver 25 yeah. we need to talk about this in the top 10 list of the match our best matches of the year yeah so my only yeah my only uh, point of being slightly worried is the Forgotten Sons inclusion however if this is Forgotten Sons who turned up for the Dusty Classic then I'm like okay yeah and I think it will if this be is just well. regular stay forgotten re- yeah normal day of the week Forgotten Sons I've been like meow yeah, I think we're going to get Dusty Classic, uh, Forgotten Sons, going yeah. out there with a point to prove. Who do you think is going to win? Well, I guess we'll find out when we do our prediction show, but I do think it's Undisputed Era. <laughs> you think it's Undisputed? I th- yeah. I'm, I feel like the Jackson Ryker factor might be a thing. But... Well, we did say, didn't we? we uh, I think we did the show. I, I forget which shows I've done with you and Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, we did the show where we were talking about could it be, with Forgotten Sons being over-pushed. Mm. That show, yeah, we, we did, did that Yeah, we did that show. We talked about how they could be next in line for the tag champs, yeah. tag straps. So yeah, it depends. Like I, I, I think undisputed era. Maybe it's time to start paying off on that promise. That's what I'm thinking. But yeah, yeah. Well, either way. Speaking of the undisputed era, they open up the show, and all <coughs> four of them are together, and it feels so good. Doing their entrance together did make me think, and I wrote this down. Why would you break this team up? Why would you do anything like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> Why would you even tease the possibility? Yeah, yeah. I like the, the storyline was good. And I'm, I feel like we've still got more directions of this to go. All mm. four of them are wrestling at, the, at TakeOver as well, which I think is very, very interesting mm-hmm. in terms of the story they're telling with Undisputed Era. But when they did their pose and they got their Titan Tron and they've got their silhouette thing, and I'm like, why on earth would yeah. you split this well, also team up? Because they, they started, like, that was the thing, when they started being like, we're going to split them up, and that was the story they were doing. That was the first time they put the names on the Titan Tron. Like, <laughs> 
like you know they've got the new logo where yeah. all their names are built into it yeah and like they actually added strong finally to the what was oh that's been there for a while hasn't it because it, it was no it was I, they've, I don't think they had like the whole I thought they had that done shortly the after strong and the other stuff the silhouettes was new yeah, yeah but so I they, thought the S of the logo had been on since he joined them last year um, I've not noticed it before but I think maybe that has been but then they've added all the names yeah. and stuff to Titantron and all that stuff so there was a lot of like cohesive team looking titantron stuff yeah. and then they just started this we're gonna break them up and thing. they've got this amazing entrance all four of them standing together just like mega stars mm. i think there is too much there's, mu- the there's too much money in there's that. too much yeah. money in the era to break them up uh but cole says that they're all on the same page now they own everyone they will be draped in championship gold which is the sort of promise they've been making taking mm-hmm. all this year it talks about how he's going to be taking the nxt championship at takeover um and that brings out Johnny Champion, who says that uh, Cole is happy the gang is back together because he knows that's the only way that he can beat him. Mm. Good burns by Johnny Gargano. Great burns. And he then started to say that you may have shocked the system, but you didn't shock the school system. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand maths. Yeah, because Cole keeps making the point, Math. I beat you first at taking him. He's like, yeah, but it's a two out of three falls match. You had yeah. one fall. And I one had... Fall, and- Two falls. And was it Bobbert Fish who <laughs> shouted, We know that dummy! Yeah. We understand that dummy! Bobby was awesome. Bobby was amazing this evening. I thought this was, and the, yeah, so the, I like Cole just getting frustrated because Cole is dripping in swagger when he is in control of what he knows he's going to say. Yep. He's like an internet troll. He knows what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. He's got it all prepared. He's got it all written down. As soon as someone points out that he's wrong, he just gets frustrated. He goes, shut up, Johnny. Yeah. And just, don't point out the fallacy of what out, I've said. Shut up. I'm, I'm right. Mm. Uh, and he says he's going to win at TakeOver. And then from out of nowhere, like a Randy Orton RKO or an Ollie Davis comments, Matt Riddle jumps into the ring and starts beating up all four of them. Mm-hmm. And Johnny runs down there, this big old schmoz, because uh, Roderick Strong had laid out Riddle late, uh, last week and left him bloody. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as we know, he found a bloody flip-flop. It could have been anything. <laughs> it could be for anyone. Um, but yeah, and they, they Gargano and Riddle bro first at the end. I thought this was a cool opening segment. It was a very cool opening segment. Yeah. yeah. And it sets up the main event that we were getting on tonight's show. Mm. <sighs> But it sets, but it also sets, sets up, up a, a lot of Takeover Twenty Five stuff. Exactly, very, yeah. yeah. The main event of tonight's show, which was Johnny Gargano and Matt Riddle versus Red Dragon. Yeah. Which, but oh, it was, so but it was so casual the way in which also Johnny comes out and confirms the the match for Takeover Twenty Five because like Cole is like, I want another shot. Uh, they announced it last week. I know, but it's so casual. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, sure, put it on. Yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, fine, whatever. Fine, whatever. Yeah, and as you say, it sets up stuff for Takeover Twenty Five. So we've got Matt Riddle versus Roderick mm-hmm. Strong. We've got Red Dragon going for the NXT tit- NXT Tag Titles, and we've got Cole versus uh, Johnny Gargano. I hope you like the Undisputed Era's music. You're going to be hearing yeah. it a lot. Uh, first match up, we got Sean Maluta versus Mansoor. Mm. And when Sean Maluta came out, my first thought was, okay, which established wrestler who's previously been on the independent scene are we going to have an exhibition match here for is it going to be someone like a Kushida is it going to be someone like a Keith Lee or whoever what they tend to do they bring out someone who's like you know in NXT who's training and then they bring in someone who's a name that people already recognize Mm -hmm. little squash match so I was pleasantly surprised when it was Mansoor yeah because he had he was on NXT a couple of weeks ago and I was like he's pretty good actually he's got a really good look He's tall as anything. Mm. So big. His music's cool. I think he's got a really cool presentation. And I just thought, oh, cool. He's going to get a moment to shine here. Uh, so I'm not a big fan of his music. I oh, feel I like his music. his music sounds like library music to me. It's like, <laughs> it sounds like something off Epidemic. It's C- uh... CFO money was not trying that. <laughs> yeah, day. They yeah, basically yeah. just, they've got some presets with doop. Yeah. So, but Sean Malu- like Sean Maluta had like a new look and like a yeah. new, like all new gear. Or, yeah, he... 
He was packaged in a way that made me go, oh, is this like Sean Maluta's big push? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Matt, Matt saw one. <laughs> yeah. uh, he went with a, like, uh, he did a reverse swinging neck breaker for the win. But he did a really cool like slingshot neck breaker as well, which I thought was nice, like a good little setup move to soften up the neck yeah. before he hit his, sling, uh, his reverse swinging neck breaker. I think he's got a lot of upside, Mansoor. There was I'm, a really I'm a fan. <laughs> so before he did the big jumping swinging neck breaker thing, he did a he does a like a jumping kick over the top of the turnbuckle. Mm. So like as they're they're in the corner, he runs up, jumps up, kicks, goes over the top ropes, lands on the apron. Someone in the crowd just went, "That was very nice." <laughs> <laughs> the really gobby crowd. <laughs> gobby <laughs> crowd. <laughs> I mean, they were right though. Yeah. Um, I, I was. That a was fan really of nice. Yeah, I was a fan of this. I think Mansoor's got a lot of upside. Are they pushing yep. him just before uh, they go to Saudi Arabia? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah. might be part of that fifty-man battle royal. <laughs> that. I'm still trying to process. I'm not sure how they're going to fit everyone in the ring. It's a bigger big, ring. It, well, yeah, they're going to have to be on the top of the like the top of the turnbuckle and stuff. Oh yeah, like the Rey Mysterio spot. Mm. Yeah. It's 50 some people. Men. I think. I yeah. guess some people have to start already on the apron, the more precarious position. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be ludicrous yeah. to see 50 men standing in the ring at the same Maybe time. Maybe the first layer lies. The first layer lie down. And the second layer, just step on the body. See, what you want to do is you want to get Vince Russo on the phone. He'll tell you, reverse battle royal, bro. <laughs> you have to get into the ring first yeah. before the actual battle royal the starts. The That's what they did for 24-7 belt, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Basically, you had to get in the ring first. Yeah. Um, we then cut back to William Regal's office and Kathy Kelly saying that she's trying to stay on top of the situation. You can hear raised voices mm. from the Undisputed Era inside Regal's office. William Regal. Big Willie Regs reaming out the Undisputed Era. Absolutely, it was. And then Regal walks out looking annoyed. And that's when he says that takeover is going to be Matt Riddle versus Roddy. And tonight will be Gargano and Cole versus Bobby and Carla Riley. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. <laughs> then we got the Velveteen Dream and Tyler Breeze segment. And then we got our next match of the night, which was Candice LeRae versus Reina Gonzalez. I'm going to pass across to my learned colleague here uh, with his thoughts on this match. On Reina Gonzalez's <laughs> out. Her gear is awful. <laughs> like, honestly. So she's wearing crotchless, assless chaps, but they're not chaps. They're just jeans that have been ripped up and they're completely normal at the bottom. She looks like a goon. And then she comes out <laughs> holding a cowbell on a rope. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. It's like she's Stan Hansen. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, she's a Texas-born and bred woman on the commentary. And it's like, yeah, I get I, I can see that. Yeah. That was what you were going for. Yeah. The, 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 prop, the NXT prop department slash costume clearly had a day off that day because normally they're quite on point with what people look like they do wonders with dreams gear like his gear is amazing on like week on week he's got something new to wear looks fantastic but maybe he's taking up all of the time because this this was cack yeah, Rena Gonzalez, so she was, I think she was in the first Mae Young Classic, but she didn't have a gimmick. And the whole story I think they were telling her in the second one is that she's now, she's coming in as who she's supposed to be, which is this sort of like redneck Rough cowboy. and ready cowgirl. in my boots. And I think that's what they're doing with Awful. her now. But it, it doesn't look great. No. And they had a match. I've written virtually no notes for this, with the exception of they did this really weird spot where Raina has her in a fall away slam position, mm. and then she spins around, and then she spins around again, and then just fell out the ring. I don't know what was supposed to happen. <laughs> I think Candice sort of like gets What's out of the hold and throws her out the ring, but it just looks like she stopped, put her down, and then fell out the ring. Uh, yeah, I don't I, know what they were going for. I just thought it was 
nonsense this match. Like <laughs> it was a lot of classic Rainer's really big, does a lot of big person stuff. Candice fires back with some cool there's a cool like top rope jumping hurricanrana thing and then a big missile drop kick and then she lit her up with strikes which genuinely made uh, McGuinness just be like oh she's <laughs> she's, she's fighting up. back no, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at what happened she he was on I mean McGuinness was on like cruise control this week in general there was a bit where he was like someone's an AMMA fighter aren't they <laughs> <laughs> like I think it was Matt, it was oh it was Sean Maluta he was yeah. just like he's an MMA yeah, fighter isn't something he something like that tomorrow <laughs> Percy I mean you're not there are you <laughs> damn it uh, Gonzalez is from Texas, so that might be yes, the... Yes, uh, I think that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's what they, 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 they were saying. No, that, she's but. six foot two. Oh, yeah, she's dead tall. She's huge. Yeah. She, that's, that's why she signed. It's yeah. about the only reason she signed, I think. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think the match was much. Candice won with a lion's salt. Yeah, it was, I don't think it did much for either woman, particularly. Poor old Candice. Yeah, she's... Like, I just... She's been in what I feel is a holding pattern since she's she been in the Keith Lee started position. in NXT, and it just seems like there's never going to be a moment where there isn't some other woman who's just come in that they're really hot on and Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Because that's what it, that's basically what it's been for like, what, two years now? Yeah, but we are now in this position because after the match, um, Baszler and the Horsewomen storm down to the ring, seemingly targeting um, Candice LeRae. And then Io runs down, Io Shirai runs down with a kendo stick and holy, she was not holding those kendo stick shots back. My lord. Absolutely not. She was wailing on these three. She caned uh, Shafir with one oh. right in the gut. Oh, it was stiff as anything. Yeah. It was great. Like, yeah. it was so passionate and so, like, it was really, really cool. So much intensity. Io Shirai's awesome. It, but it's that, it's that right choice to make, I think, in women's wrestling, specifically in WWE as well. Like, it's the same thing that Becky and Charlotte did in some of their matches, where they, and, and uh, Charlotte did with Ronda as well. It's just like, well, they just went, don't hold back. Like, don't yeah. pull any punches. Don't do, like, just leather me with this. Yeah. And it will this. make it seem so real yeah. and so vital. And this this was exactly that. Like, Absolutely. EO just went crazy with this thing. So, like, so Like, it was just in tatters by the end of it. It yeah. was just, like, just shards of wood. <laughs> It was absolutely awesome. Uh, but that kind of then puts uh, Candice LeRae mm. into this NXT Women's Championship picture. So You think? Thumbs up for the world. Well, you'd think. Now she's kind of in that mix. I mean, with but those... she's, just, she's perennially been around that, like, I think she's always been near the picture. Yeah. And, and she has also always been someone who has been bullied and targeted by... Baszler's lot as well. And, yeah. and Baszler, when she was just on her own before Duke and Shafir turned up, and I think it's that same sort of... I think she's got that same thing that Dakota Kai has, where if they need someone who is just sweetness and light babyface for big bad heel people to do something to, and then someone else who's going to get the title shot to make the save, yeah. she is that person. See, for me, I think this is after, or just before the previous takeover, she, was <coughs> kind of, she had a mini feud with Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne, and that yep. kind of felt like whoever's winning that is going up the ladder in this yeah, yeah, championship division. And I feel like this She's is, had a few more matches recently. And this is the next step of that ladder. So this now, I think, is like you could almost build to a triple threat or at least get her involved with some of these matches. So I think mm. this is a good step forward for Candice. Um, I, hope, I really hope so. I'm, I'm just not confident that it is yeah. because I feel like she is someone like Keith Lee who might just end up forever doing the same On thing. The Winning every match, but yeah. <laughs> just in the sidelines. Yeah. Um, and we, next week, we're getting Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair as well as Kushida versus Drew Gulak. Oh, yes, please. 
And speaking of Yes Please, Masters our of the stretch. main event was Matt Riddle and Johnny Gargano versus the Undisputed Era of Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. Uh, no, sorry, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, rather. Mm-hmm. And this was awesome. Yeah. I mean, this match was great. All four of these guys are great, but really, I thought Matt Riddle was the standout for this. I thought he was so good. Well, Matt Riddle was the babyface in peril in this one. And it was interesting because that's Johnny's role, mm. usually. Uh, and I think they did a very good job of, like, I think this was when Nigel miraculously woke up from uh, his stupor and did did a great bit of commentary where he was like, that tape on Matt Riddle, obviously holding him together, but it's a double-edged sword because it paints a target on the ribs. And obviously that's, I mean, it's quite a common bit of commentary, but I just thought that was so well said and so point, like pointed out just at the perfect point in the match yeah. before the rib targeting really started. Like, he kind of called it, just at the right point. I also think as well that he made a call later on in this where he was talking about how they're not just trying to win the match here. They're trying to soften him up for Roderick Strong at TakeOver. Who is the Messiah of the Backbreak. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really, really great work. I thought Riddle and it was lovely was so foreshadowing good. as well for the end of the match. Yeah. Like Riddle does the spot when he's doing his, like, his deadlift gut red suplexes that he rolls through into other ones. And he did one of them on Kyle O'Reilly, who's selling him. It was absolutely amazing. It was like flopping around like a fish, yeah. reaching out for, for Bobby to help him. And then he just flips him over to the suplex, and he's dead. Mm. He's absolutely dead. Then he just deadlifts him back up for another one. I thought he was absolutely there was, awesome. So he did it to fish first. So yeah. he does, he does the, the three amigos of that on fish first. Fish, again, <laughs> being amazing, just was going, no, 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 no. He's so good. I love Bobby yeah. Fish. More talking from Bobby Fish. And then he did it for Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Did it flopped over. But again, ribs. He went yeah. on the, like, so this is his fifth gut wrench suplex in a row. Yeah. And he is the one with the gut wrench. He's now hurting. Yeah. Very, very, very smart. Really, really awesome stuff. I also love the spot when, uh, like, Riddle, they do some <coughs> of these dives and stuff, like Riddle did these kicks and sentons and just like Johnny Gargano super kicks. And then Gargano did the spot where he lawn darts Kyle O'Reilly into a Riddle jumping knee. Oh, it was good. There was, a, and the sequ- there was an amazing sequence between uh, O'Reilly and Riddle where Riddle runs into the ring, tries to uh, break something up. O'Reilly ducks, Germans him. Mm. Riddle does his roll through uh, Hulk up. Yeah. Straight into a German on O'Reilly. (laughs) O'Reilly does his wobbly knees, I'm going to fall over stand-up, but doesn't, spinning back fist. Oh, no, sorry, spinning forearm. And then flops down. And as Riddle takes that and falls backwards into ropes, he bounces back off into a massive knee strike. I was like, that was such a cool sequence. So, so good. It was an ama- that was an amazing double down. Really, yeah, really Really, good. really awesome. Uh, and at the end of the match, uh, Cole comes down and Gargano distracts himself by doing a dive onto Gargano. Mm-hmm. That distracts the referee, allowing for Roddy to attack from nowhere. And he does a backbreaker to Riddle on the apron, rolls him in, and they hit the high-low for the win. Uh, Riddle actually chased out of Chase the Dragon as well, but they they hit the high-low on him for the win. Mm-hmm. Undisputed Era stand tall. They beat down Gargano and Riddle after the match with a last shot to the back of Gargano's head. I thought it was an awesome, awesome main event, a really yep. good at, like final angle to build towards their match in a couple of weeks. I thought this was a terrific episode of NXT. Yeah, it was really fantastic. I think this this is uh, such interesting. Like, It's nice to, to have gone on this little Undisputed Era internal journey, and we're now tipped out. Yeah on NXT TakeOver 25, just being like, now we've got all of them in a match. Like, all on the all on the card, all in separate matches, which 
hasn't ever happened it's before, been, has it? If it has, it, and if it has happened before, it's been a long time since it has happened. So it has, it has happened in the sense that the, when whole, there were three the whole undisputed... But it's happened also when the whole undisputed era have all been in a match. Yes. But not like no, they're yeah, in but every... I think, they're I think they had one where, the cards. I think they've had one when it was the three of them. We might have had Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly in a tag match and Adam Cole in a singles match. But yes, this, with, did, with yes, the four we, of we have them... Done. Yeah, we've not had a f- like four, the four undisputed era men in different split matches. across different matches. Yeah. yeah. So Who are really going to stamp that, like, and considering that was their, the promo that opens this episode is we're going to, we are, you know, they say, Cole says, your contracts might say NXT superstars, but you belong to us. Yeah. Like, we own you. And this is, this pay-per-view now has become about the Undisputed Era, yeah. really. I it's amazing. Awesome I episode. It's so good. Awesome, awesome episode. Uh, but right, Randy Dadson, what have we got? What are the Super Chats saying? What if? Uh-oh, what if? It's the, the thing will start with Cole. No, sorry, Strong against Riddle. What if they come down, help <laughs> him beat Riddle, and then during the main event, they all run down, then stop in front of the ring, just watch Cole lose? Oh, I don't like it. So I don't want to break this team. Up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good. No, it's good. Like it's it's very traumatic in there. I wouldn't have seen it coming, mm. but I don't want to split this team up. No, I mean, no, I kind of want them all to win. To yeah. be fair, but I, I feel like there will be trouble afoot mm. once this pay per view is over. Especially yeah, I, so I think I think more likely is that Cole might win, uh, Fish and O'Reilly win, and Roddy and, loses, and Roddy loses. Yeah, and then that furthers the weak link storyline, <laughs> and then the chase becomes Roddy trying to get the North American yeah. title because he has a point to prove. Yeah, well, yeah, guy kind of I suppose he got a bad knee, so. Uh, but yes, get your super chats in uh, in the next few minutes if you want to ask a question. Ant Wilson says, that's the one I did earlier. Tom Haville says, who's the most underrated announcer right now? It's not Beth Phoenix. She is dire. I don't think she's bad. Oh, she was bad. Underrated. Percy was. I was going to say Percy. Percy, Percy would have been my answer. Yeah, because whenever Percy had to step into the the second man shoes on the booth, he yeah. was actually really, really good. Yeah, Vic yeah. Joseph. Vic Joseph's a good shout. Vic Joseph yeah. is great. Yeah, I, I haven't really heard Aiden English on commentary. No, um, but yeah, Vic Joseph is a very good shout. Yeah, Kathy. Um, Yes, she is. Um, ML Dempsey 25 says, Sorry to go back to our truth again, but I see Carmella winning the 24 7 belt on accident in a hotel room type of skit. Oh, yeah, Thoughts. I could see that happening. I think she's going to be the first women's uh, holder of that belt. Yeah. That would be really fun. I like yeah, that. I think so. Um, Jobber JJ again uh, says, How can Double or Nothing build uh, to TV shows in the future and how will WWE respond? They'll build the same way they've been building to Double or Nothing through the YouTube show, through mm-hmm. uh, the AEW's YouTube account, through the Nightmare Family YouTube account, and the uh, being the Elite channel. Yep. Um, I think they'll make more appearances at indie shows. Yep. They'll appear um, once these deals or whatever sort of relationship they're going to have with your AAAs and... Uh, CMLLs. Yeah, CMLLs, all that stuff. There'll be much more of that for them to use as well. 
Um, I, and I think mostly the story will just be told across their pay-per-views. That's it. We've got two more shows in between uh, their next big show, which will be the one in Chicago mm. in the summer. Because we got um, yeah, Fight for the Fallen in Jacksonville and Fighter Fest, which is a Kenny Omega arranged thing. Um, although one of the matches for that's can't happen now because that was meant to be Kenny and the Young Bucks versus Pac and the Lucha Brothers. Mm. So we'll see what happens with that one. But that's got like Cody versus Darby Allen on it as well. So they're gonna, they've got some shows coming up to build to the next pay-per-view and then, as you say, using more shows to build to that next pay-per-view, mm-hmm. which will then build to the TV show, as well as all their YouTube and online stuff. Yep. Uh, Benny Boy 004 says Breeze was such an NXT OG that he was the FCW champion. Hopefully, yeah. it happens more as it did wonders for Tyson Kidd and Emma when they went bank. Down yeah, to I NXT. completely agree. Emma in particular, like she completely redeveloped that character mm. in NXT when she did like the all, it's all about me stuff. Mm. Yeah, really good. So I think it's a great show. She did well on the uh, main roster as well. Yeah, uh, I think I think she is a uh, she's double or nothing bound. Mm, me too. Yeah, well, she, mm. she left ROH earlier this year, didn't she? So. She did indeed. Uh, Nicholas Witchgram Witch, uh, says, uh, what are your thoughts on WWE TV in the UK moving from Sky to BT Sport? Luke and his Sonic Hedgehog shirt for the win. Uh, cheers, guys, for all you do. Well, that's because this is cool, Sonic the Hedgehog, which means it's original Sonic the Hedgehog. Although, actually, I realised this morning when I was, old. I was brushing my teeth this morning, this T-shirt's 13 years old. Wow. It's got, it's got, he hasn't washed it once. T-shirt. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a uh, copyright down of 2006, which is, <laughs> I bought it when I was at university, which was a long, old time ago. Mm. Um, what was the question again? Sorry. Uh, moving from Sky to BT. Yes. Um, I think it was bound to happen, to be honest. I mm-hmm. think that WWE soured their relationship with Sky when they launched the network. They signed a deal with them with like the pay-per-view stuff and then they announced the network a week later, which I think was a really underhanded move mm. by WWE. Um, so I'm unsurprised that the deal is coming to an end. Their TV ratings for Raw and SmackDown on Sky are dire. Mm. So I'm, I'm completely unsurprised by it, really. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably... I don't really watch it that way anyway, so yeah. it's not... yeah. Yeah, more people get BT as well. Like most, with, more yeah. packages, more TV packages have BT Sport in them. But it's harder to get BT Sports because you have to be a BT customer in order to get it. No, you don't. Oh, because my friend of mine tried I'm, to order I'm, uh, a I'm BT. Virgin oh, really? Because a friend of mine. Okay, that's interesting. Because a friend of mine packages, tried to order. Yeah. yeah, a friend of mine tried to order it recently, but because he, he's a Virgin Internet user, he couldn't get BT Sports. It might just be because it's not Virgin Media, it's just Virgin Internet. Maybe it was just a very hard lying person he was talking to. Just like no. Yeah. You've got to have this package, and they're just trying to suck you suck in. There's probably more yeah. menus further down if you, yeah, if you want to find it, yeah. So they don't make it easy, though, because they no. don't much. Uh, Bugen, oh, sorry. Bugen Duran says Bugenhagen for 27, 24-7 champion. He's a great shout for it. He's a quality shout for 24-7 champion. <laughs> he'd be really champion. good at it, yeah. I think he'd yeah, be he'd be great. Uh, and Wilson says main roster now needs Undisputed Era and a dream. Um, and dream, sorry. A, a great faction is needed on the main roster, but would they be booked correctly? Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's hard to say whether they would be booked correctly or not, mm. but it's a case of I don't think there should be any more NXT call-ups. That roster is already bloated. There's no room for them yeah. up on those main rosters. They'll just fall into the the mid-card vortex. I can absolutely see a heel faction working on the main roster again. Like, mm-hmm. And I think Undisputed Era would be perfect for it. But yeah, they definitely don't need to go up now. They The, the main roster just needs to work out what it's doing with the pieces it has. Yeah, like, exactly. Play with the toys you got. Yeah, Because you, you keep messing them up. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter if Undisputed Era are booked correctly. Brock will still win. Yeah. Other than the Shield and the White family, what was the last great main roster faction? League of Nations. <laughs> <laughs> I reiterate the question. <laughs> what? The, the Baron bl- Corbin mid-card <laughs> of evil. Yeah. 
No, what was the last great faction before S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and the Wyatt family? There must have been one. Maybe Legacy? Cody, Ted DiBiase, and Randy Orton. Is that really that good? No, but that's the only one I can think of. It led to that match where they were meant to like elevate both of them at WrestleMania and Randy Orton won. <laughs> <laughs> um, good job, WWE. Well done. Classic. <laughs> Classic WWE. We're also going to have a match with Triple H and Sheamus. We're really going to elevate Sheamus. Oh, Triple H won, did he? Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Nexus. On the day, he was like, mm, I'm going to win it. Nexus is a good shout. But yeah, then again, but that, the wheels fell off that wagon very quickly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, again, but again, great on paper. Yeah. Terrible in practice because well, they, yeah. they screwed the pooch. All those people. Good debut. Like, they've got, I think WWE's plans always is like, we've got a great debut. Yeah. And then they just go, I have. All those people who were petitioning for Game of Thrones final season to be remade by HBO should really be petitioning WWE to remake SummerSlam 2010 (laughs) so the Nexus can go over. Mm. Uh, And lastly, we have four messages from Tomo. Tomo. Not saying anything at all. Oh, well, thank you very, very much. (laughs) Ten minutes before we go on air. Mm -hmm. I um I made a bit of a, a boo boo yesterday. Oh no! Yeah, no. I thought I'll tell you in advance of this. Cause I don't know if we talked about it yeah yesterday, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna on this show. This won't be in the podcast version. It'll be on the live stream. I have to make a public apology to Randy Datsun. Oh no! Yeah, I had a bit of a pop at him yesterday. How embarrassing! It was very embarrassing for me. Um, and what was, did you say to him? Well, it's because he uh, the the sound started coming out of the computer um, because he hadn't, hadn't turned off the volume. Ugh. And, but then looked at me to fix it. Mm. And I was like, you need to fix it. This is literally your click, job. Click the button, yeah. Randy. And he just, he was so slow to react. And I was like, mate, come on. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not sure that requires an apology. But I, uh, I, I but uh, well, people took to, to Randy's side because apparently I didn't speak to him very, I, and I, and in all fairness, I didn't speak to him in a very professional manner. So, we should have uh, said, Randy, do your job, <laughs> do your job. Randy, do your job. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm going to be doing a, an apology to him Aww. that you can go check out if you want to watch the, uh, the the live stream version of this. I cut out the podcast because there was no need for it to, to be on that. <laughs> Here he comes, in fact. Um, have you got anything planned for this weekend, seen as though you're not coming in for I'm Double or Nothing? I'm not coming in, no. Uh, I am... Plans are loose, uh, but I am going to a festival in Peckham on Peckham Rye on Monday called Jam on Rye, which yeah. is... I couldn't tell you who's headlining or what's oh, so happening. it's a music but, festival. Yeah, but a bunch of people are going. Instantly, I, I thought know. it was a preserves festival. And it would be a lot of... Yeah, no, it's not a preserves festival, actually. Funnily enough, they don't have many jam jams. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Let's do a quick jam, jam on, on rye. rye. This is going to get me up with... Like, it's all street food and music and... Yeah, jam on Rye Festival frivolity. 2019. According to Google, it is currently closed. Of course it is. <laughs> Oh, I think I've seen adverts for yeah. this on the old uh, on the tube. Uh, we've got Khalees is playing. Yeah, see. Um, and there's just loads of. Food. She's confused jam with milkshakes. <laughs> well, her whole um, her most previous most recent album, I think it was her most recent album anyway, was was just called Food. Yeah, and it was all titles of res- uh, all of the song titles were recipes from her cookbook, <laughs> a cookbook which I own mm. and does not have a recipe for milkshake. I was what a, so what a glaring oversight, Kelis. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, "Come on!" And I think I think you said this to me before, and I've said this joke before as well. But the thing is, the good thing is, you don't want to make Kelis's milkshake because otherwise your yard will be full of boys. <laughs> That's the last. Which is, thing you don't want that. It's the last thing I need at this point in time. Uh, right. Okay. So I'm just going to click the music tab. See who else is there. Omar is playing. I don't know who that is. 
Um, in fact, actually, she's the only name I recognise so far. Who else is it? Um, what will I be treated to? Jazzy B, Omar. Uh, oh, there's a good brass band that's playing. Uh, Wale's Choice, Shy One, uh, The Colours That Rise, Faro, DJ Misbehaviour. Uh, Brastermind, I think yeah, that's who Brastermind, you're mind, yeah, right. which is pretty good. Banging for that. <laughs> More than for that. Alex Rita, um, she'll be doing some pita breads look, on the I'm, other side. Look, I'm putting it out there, I'm just going to get drunk in a bit. <laughs> I'm just going to peck him to I'm get go, drunk. I'm going to peck him to get drunk yeah. and pretend it's a cultural event. <laughs> in fairness, when, it, when I look at like the food lineup, it's like, it does look pretty good. In the, fact, food is, the food is amazing. Considering that Khalees has got a food truck there. Mm. So you can watch Khalees do music and go get food by Khalees. And Khalees has got some awesome recipes in mm. her cookbook because she is a fabulous, fabulous chef. Mm. I uh, I think you made a good, solid choice. There we there, go, yeah. Good, solid choice. And I'd listen to whatever song she's singing at the time. I'll choose that food. Yeah. That's uh, it. Jerk ribs. Uh, if, we're going, if we think that her song titles represent the best <laughs> food within her truck, yeah. then the jerk ribs will be the best because that was the best track on the album. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, the jerk ribs is the one I'll go for. There you go. Well, mm. decisions made. I might have to bring a McDonald's milkshake, I guess. <laughs> Because Khalees doesn't do them for no, some exactly. reason. Yeah, well, she doesn't want to bring all those boys to her yeah, yard in front yeah, of her yeah. van. She's only got so you much You want to space. bring them to this yard, Khalees. They have to pay for the tickets. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. Um, just a line in Phoenix Wright uh, 3. There's a, a character in there who's like, and all the men just fall in love with this character. Dahlia, uh, everyone just falls in love with her essentially because she's very sweet and very innocent. And like the judge falls in love with her and like the prosecutors fall in love with her. And, like, and you're playing as Mia Fey, who's mm. Phoenix Wright's mentor. And she's like, well... We know whose milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Mm. Cultural rewriting, wow. I'd imagine, there yeah, from the Japanese know, text original. Epic Capcom rewrites there from the localization That's team. That's what I'd imagine. Yeah. So I'd also imagine they also rewrote the line when, uh, in the second game, when you're in, uh, interviewing a clown on the stand and he gets whipped by Francisca von Karma and he says, in West Clownadelphia, born and raised, and just starts doing the lyrics Amazing. To, to the Fresh Prince. I mean, that's the weird thing about Phoenix, right, though, is that they like it's so obviously Japanese. Oh, yeah. But when it's... It, just that stuff just gets sort of wiped out in the game and kind of unexplained. So there's a lot of cultural Japanese stuff baked into the game that you just goes over your head if you yeah. don't know what it's about. Absolutely. Like I had to look up half of it, and be like, "What is what this about? about? Like, yeah. why does why does what is it? Mia Fey? What's yes. it? Yeah. Mia. Why does she just Mia live? Faye. Yeah. Why does she just live in a like magical village? Yeah. She lives in the in the Kurain village, yeah. the Kurain temple. Mm. Lots of Japanese stuff in there. But yeah, they always keep they do keep some stuff in, like for the fact that um, one of the guys that you're representing in a sort of a mini case in part three kidnapped his 14 year old girlfriend, which you know, hey, hey. You've got to do what you got to do. You've got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You've got to try and defend this man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right, let's crack on with... Oh, no, we're not cracking on. We're going now. Um, <laughs> See ya. We in, we in this time are about to crack on with the live show, though, but you're going to crack on with the rest of your day. <laughs> Stop listening to have this. Have a good nonsense. one. Have, have a good one. Uh, we will see you tomorrow, or at least I will, for our AEW interviews. No, our AEW predictions, then likely our AEW interviews on the Saturday. Uh, so very much look forward to those. But until then, take care. I love you. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.